you're listening to Innovators Collab, the fun startup podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eric Nelcher. And on Innovators Collab, we investigate a new topic each week and interview some of the most innovative minds in the startup scene here in Europe. My goal is to turn my guest's wisdom into actionable advice that you can use to grow your business. No matter your industry, I'm here to uncover value from my guests by doing the proper research and asking the right questions. And at the end of each interview, we have a little fun where my guests reveal fun and interesting facts about themselves, the stuff you won't see on their LinkedIn profile. If you're new to the show, I'm a marketing geek and head of partnerships at tech startup Bonjour. I'm also an American expat living in Romania. If you're curious about other European startups and what they're doing to scale, gain customers, or things that they do to differentiate themselves, hit the subscribe button because you'll love it here at Innovators Can Laugh podcast. Also, you can play the Innovators Can Laugh game and have an opportunity to compete against other startup folks on Twitter. Just look for the hashtag Innovators Can Laugh. Hey, ICO fans. Today we're talking about conversion optimization, specifically for e-commerce brands with Shaba Zajo, the founder of Optimunk and ShopRenter. ShopRenter is like Shopify for Hungary and more than 65,000 merchants worldwide use ShopRenter to power their online retail stores. And as for Optimunk, more than 20,000 brands are using it and it has more than 400 five-star ratings on Shopify. Jaba is also the founder of Inonink, which is a startup studio in Hungary. Jaba and I discuss what he and his company are doing to help Ukrainian refugees, what e-commerce companies should stop doing, what are some low-hanging fruits that brands can do to increase conversions, and the main reason someone should join a startup studio. We also discuss where Shaba's passion for entrepreneurship came from, as well as his love for gaming. If you're wanting to improve your online conversions and get some ideas on how to make the experience better for your shoppers, this episode is for you. And if you want to listen to this on YouTube, you can find my channel, Innovators Can Laugh, and check out episode 41. Shabbat, I would like to start with something you shared on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago, something many people don't know. Your father was born in Tesco, which is a city located in Western Ukraine. So the situation that is happening right now impacts you very deeply, I imagine. Can you share some of the things you and your team are doing to help the situation from a humanitarian uh, effort? Yeah, so uh, actually uh, the headquarters of uh, Inonik and Optimum is uh, in Debrecen. It's the second largest city of Hungary. And uh, we are about 100 kilometers from uh, the Ukrainian border. So we are pretty close in, in, in terms of geography as well, not just having some roots in, 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 in Ukraine. So, and, and, and of course, we also have a couple of people from the Ukraine or again, having uh, Ukrainian backgrounds. And yeah, it's a really a terrible situation what's going on right now, which I'm sure everyone knows. We started the several charities and funds collecting money and not just from our colleagues, but outside of uh, our company as well. But again, uh, within the company, we encouraged everyone to donate uh, some money in, into, and we call it an Optimum Canonic Fund. And mm -hmm. we uh, give the same amount of money. Basically, we double the, this, uh, these donations with, from the company budget. So far, we raised 
so far within the company from the colleagues, uh, more than 6,000, which might not seem uh, as a big amount of money, but well, we are still a small, small uh, startup. And we buy clothes, we buy food, we buy all kind of equipment which refugees might be needing in, in these times. And since we are pretty close, we are transporting all this stuff in our own cars to the borders and, well, helping in whatever way we can. That's great. That's great. Okay. So you're a serial entrepreneur. You founded ShopRenter in 2011. You founded OptiMonk three years later, and then you also founded Inonik. Did I pronounce that right? Inonik or Inonik? Uh, yeah, in, 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 in you know, English people usually uh, pronounce it, but I guess okay. uh, both works. <laughs> <laughs> so he yeah. founded Inonik, which is the first startup and accelerator program in Debrecen, which is the second largest city in Hungary. Where did this entrepreneurial drive come from? Did you have a mentor? or industry role model that helped you out. Tell us about that. My parents were in, in IT, which was very rare in, in, in my age and in my generation to have, to be a second generation IT guy, let's say it. And uh, even when I was young in the, in the nineties, my parents talked about Bill Gates and Microsoft and how, and Bill Gates was already the, the most famous and the, the richest entrepreneur. IT entrepreneur in the world, and it really inspired me even when I was in my team. Actually, I, I remember I have a drawing, which I did in my, when I was 14, and I was uh, sitting in New York in, in an office, looking at the Statue of Liberty in, in the background, and, and, and I could see my company there. <laughs> so actually, I have proved that even when I was only 14, I, I, I had entrepreneurial uh, aspirations. And well, yeah. uh, here I am. I founded a couple of companies already and hope I, I will establish a couple of more. Yeah, I like how you imagine not just where your company would be, but from New York City, you know? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really get much more grander than that. That's, that's amazing. Okay, Optimunk, one of your companies, has over 400 five-star ratings on Shopify. Over 20,000 brands are using this. So you know a thing or two when it comes to conversion optim optimization. When it comes to e-commerce, what is something that many e-commerce sites should stop doing if they want to generate more sales? In your yeah, opinion. so uh, yeah, the thing is that most companies really try to sell too much. That's what we usually say. It's uh, you know, it's like uh, forcing if you if you try to sleep. Uh, too much, or if you if you try to be too happy, then it's really hard to be happy. If you try to sleep and really yeah. focus on sleeping, it's really hard hard to fall asleep. And it's 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 a kind of a similar stuff with with selling. So we encourage a change of uh, attitude, a kind of change of my mindset. That instead of trying to sell, just try to the visitors. And with each when each loss of conversion. Is, is, is a homo sapiens, it's a human being who gets uh, frustrated, who gets annoyed, who doesn't find what he or she needs. So just try to think in terms of your, your customers and, and what they might be feeling in the whole customer experience on your website and try to optimize for customer value. That's what we call customer value optimization, to really try to 
imagine where that exact customer is in their own customer journey, what might be their problems if they search for a certain keyword, for example, how you could best help them if they are in that earlier stage of their customer journey, for example, and they are still trying to figure out the best solution for their problems, for example, then don't just push, hey, come and buy right now and here's 10% off, for example, which many companies usually do, but rather, all right, so how can at this stage I can help you solve your problem? Like giving you education, offering some kind of you know, recommendations, uh, giving you an ebook or you know, offering any kind of help, which might help the user in, in, in that particular situation and, and in the context they, 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 they have. Okay. And when people in e-commerce stores hear about Optimunk, right? When they discover Optimunk for the first time, what is it something that, that they get really excited about? Well, so, like when uh, they learn about it, grew- what, what, how do they, how do they vision it's going to help their business? Like what's the main value proposition? Yeah. So when we, when we founded Optimunk, it really grew out of the necessity of not having the right tools to help our e-commerce businesses, because we've already had a couple of thousand of e-commerce businesses, which we've been working so, so far. And we really felt the need to have a tool which helps you give personalized messages to the right people at the, at the right moment. So Optimunk can really help you with that. It's, it's, yeah, the, it's, most people just see that it's a pop-up tool. And yes, in technical, it's a pop-up tool, but it's really suitable to uh, give everyone a personalized help, to give personalized assistance, to, to really make you a master online seller and have those personalization cap- capabilities, which, you know, big retailers, Amazons of the world usually have. So it can help really small businesses master online sellers. That's, that's our uh, main promise with the Optimum. <laughs> How did you know there was a need for this in, in the marketplace? Was it because you were running your own e-commerce store or did you just look at other stores and you thought this would be great, you know, for, for these stores? Well, with ShopRenter, as I said, uh, ShopRenter is, uh, it's like uh, the Shopify of Hungary. Uh, if I could say it's a, it's a similar e-commerce software as a service. It's an e-commerce store builder. And we had, I don't know, maybe two, two or 3,000 stores running on ShopRenter be, even before starting Optimunk. And we've been working with, with the dozens or even hundreds of brands very closely and, and really trying to help them and figure out their needs, really what we were trying to optimize for customer value for these users. And we, we felt that, yes, they, they would really need to, to uh, push personalized messages to, their, to this to certain segments of their users, but they cannot do it. And the technology at that time didn't really allow us with the, with, with the current uh, pop-up tools. And well, that's why we founded Optimunk. So we can really have these users. In the beginning, it wasn't even a, a separate product and uh, a separate company, but it was more like just a side project within ShopRenter. But then we saw that, hey, hey, this is working actually. And people, yeah. our customers and merchants really have great results with it. So why? Should we just limit it to shop renter? Why wouldn't we can, why wouldn't we, you know, make it available for everyone, including Shopify merchants? <laughs> yeah. And then you have like this entire user base that you could test new things uh, about the product already. So that, that is fantastic. For, for an e-commerce store that's using Optimunk, what is like the average uplift in revenue 
that they can expect if they're using it in a smart way. Yeah. So we have a lot of case studies where we have between 10 to 80% uh, uplifts in revenue. If someone is really using to generate, to build their SMS list, for example, we've seen more than double people, uh, merchants, more than double there. It's really, I mean, so I, we really encourage this holistic view of the customer journey. So it's not just about uh, pushing one message, one pop-up and signing up one people, but really working and, and continuing this, this user journey through other channels, through email and SMS. But really, we, but we uh, as, a, as a pop-up too, and the Optimum itself, we have a 10% guarantee actually that just setting up in, in the way we suggest, it will be, we guarantee that it will give you a 10% lift or else uh, we give your money back. But usually we have better uh, results than just 10%. That's awesome. I mean, most applications don't make that guarantee when it comes to e-commerce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's say, let's suppose there's an e-commerce store out there and they're doing revenue somewhere between, let's say 50,000 to $200,000 annually, but they're not doing much in terms of conversion optimization. In your opinion, what are some of the biggest low hanging fruits that you would suggest they start doing? Things that don't require a lot of, you know, a lot of money, a lot of effort, but in your experience, you know, what would be your, your recommendations? Yeah. First of all, it really depends on the type of the brand. I mean, if you are talking about a D2C brand, a direct customer, having a lot of traffic from paid advertisement, then setting up some great exit intent pop-up on their landing pages and converting these, well, abandoning visitors into email or SMS subscriber, or even both. We have quite some use cases, which can help you capture both channels and then setting up some autoresponders for the channel is really, is really a, a low hanging fruit, which I think needs to be done. Then again, we have some other use cases for this other segments. So for example, for those who have just purchased, it's a really, when on the URL on the thank you page, it's really a great opportunity to really base the, 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 your relationship with this user and to, to get them returned by getting their feedback, by offering some special discount in exchange for this feedback for the second purchase or for returning users. You can have them continue where they have left off in the previous session. And we have, we have a, a use case, which basically ultimately shows you those products, which you have visited and, and, and viewed in the previous session. And, and again, these, all these use cases on, on, on their own can add a couple of percentage in, in terms of revenue. If you use them in combination, well, that's when the real magic usually happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are some of the other applications that you recommend to some of your clients to, to you know, you mentioned getting more SMS subscribers, getting more email addresses, right? Are there specific platforms out there that really work well with Optimunk and Shopify and other, you know, e-commerce platforms? Like what are the top two or three that you like out there? Yeah, actually. So we are integrated with more than a hundred different platforms. So that's, it's a, it's a huge list and there's a, a huge list of companies which can provide some basic level of email or SMS uh, marketing on Shopify itself, Clayview, Attentive and Postscript, I guess, and SMS bump, maybe these four are the biggest or, and also Recard, by the way, which is uh, really growing, but it has a really solid feature 
to a set. So yeah, but I, I would say, I think I'm sure there's at least uh, 50 more <laughs> different uh, <laughs> tools uh, which a, a merchant can choose. It's really about how you use it, what, what we've noticed. And it's not, not so much there's, yeah, I, I mean, through really how, how, how well you can think in, in with, with your customer perspective and, and really yeah. optimize for the customer value that that's what really counts and not the technology itself. Yeah, that's so true with any, with any sort of SaaS product out there. I think most people probably use 20, maybe 30% of the overall features out there, but the ones that really know how to use that tool, they can just get the most out of it. Let's jump to Enonic. What was the motivation for creating this startup studio? Well, yeah. So actually, uh, we started with ShopRenter as our first SaaS product, this e-commerce you know, system builder, and then came Optimunk as our, one of our first spin-offs. And then well, we've seen that, hey, actually it's working pretty well and uh, we are doing, and Optimunk is growing, growing nice. And we have this team, really a lot of talent people in the company. So why don't we make more, more, more of them? And uh, we started creating one well, new spin-offs uh, in, in the beginning and then dedicating a separate team for each new product. And uh, then later, right, so uh, we figured that, hey, actually we have some even more ideas which might be worth, you know, pursuing, but we don't have the capacity for it. So why don't we find talented, uh, you know, young and enthusiastic entrepreneurs who would be able to, to do them. So we actually, we found this, uh, this model, this, we call it startup studio. Uh, it's, it's, it's different than an accelerator, uh, maybe somewhat different from a regular startup factory. So we basically, we have some ideas, uh, which we pre-validate kind of, and then we start to find a founding team for, for these ideas and give the initial funding and then, well, let them uh, do the job actually. And of course they get a huge chunk of the, and if it's working, then we help them raise uh, the next round of funding as well. Fortunately, even in Hungary, there's quite some opportunities to raise, uh, funds for startups. And, uh, we have, I don't know, maybe four, five, six of our startups already raised second round money and while well, they are growing when the first big exit will happen out of, but I'm very positive that it will happen soon because we have some very interesting talks ongoing <laughs> even right now. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. Now, what's something that you wish everybody, um, particularly those who work in startups or are thinking about creating a startup? What do you wish they understood about a startup studio versus some other, you know, generic accelerator out there? You know, what are like the main reasons somebody would join Enonic? You know, what are the benefits that they would get? So I, I actually, what we provide compared to accelerator is not just a three months, a short term boost, but really it's a, it's more like a long relationship, I would say. We are very heavily invested in, in all of these companies, not just with money, but we try to provide assistance. We try, we give not only guidance, but actually we have a central senior team, I would say, which can provide help in, 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 in difficult situations. Of course it has its limits because it only, it means that well, we have just, you know, so much and we cannot run hundreds of, I can, can work with hundreds of different brands like an accelerator does. We need to limit our, our, ourselves to uh, maybe a dozen 
companies. And well, right now, to be to be totally honest with you, we are rather we feel rather full, <laughs> and I we it, it would really have to be some great opportunity to say yes. And and the, the our focus is really us was really just working with the existing startups and letting uh, having a few exits, few successes before taking on new projects and new opportunities. How many startups are currently involved right now? I would say 11. 11, okay. maybe, maybe a dozen, but I, I guess uh, I just only 11 and not 12. Yes. Okay. What's one of the most interesting projects you're working on right now, you know, at the studio? I'm sure you would say all 11 are very, very interesting, but, you know, what's one that you would like to share? Well, one of our latest investments is actually uh, a field which doesn't relate to e-commerce. Well, most of them are e-commerce, but this latest one is actually, it's, a, it's some kind of biotechnology. So they, they are building a, a new form of bioreact, which had produced, I, <laughs> I actually, I don't know the English word for it. I'm so sorry about that. I should have prepared <laughs> my English vocabulary what, for the, the situation. What's the Hungarian word? <laughs> it's, it's uh, Olga. It's okay. Well, you know, like spirulina. I, I, um, I'll look up the, the translation and I'll include that in the show notes <laughs> for the word. <laughs> it's Olga seaweed. Actually, it's, it's similar. It's, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's, it's a Hungarian team and we've been talking about all this stuff in Hungarian. I guess, uh, that's one of our advantages as well of being able to communicate in Hungarian. So, but I guess it's only an advantage for Hungarian entrepreneurs and, uh, <laughs> not really us based companies. Yeah. Okay. So the other question I had for you, we're going to get into some fun stuff so the audience can kind of learn about your personality in just a second here. But I wanted to know you're juggling two different companies plus Enonic. You know, you've got shop, you know, shop builder, shop renter, Optimunk, and Enonic. And what is what are some things that you do so that way you can have a good balance in managing all three? Do you carve out, you know, one or two days a week, you focus on one? Just tell us more about that. Yeah, so actually it's just two because ShopRenter has already had a half exit. We call it a half exit because 51% of ShopRenter has been acquired by a, a huge, a bigger Polish competitor of ours. And it, it has its own dedicated team already. It has a, a people, a team of like hundred people with a senior team. So I'm only in like a one, one board, board member and I have a monthly meeting with the team and that's all. So basically I would say that's, uh, that's just an advisory role. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of, in terms of active work and operational stuff, I'm really involved in, in Optimunk. So I spend like 80% of my time within Optimunk running the business and trying to make a, build a unicorn. That's what we call it, that, to build a unicorn out of Optimunk. And the remaining 20% is I, I usually spend just talking uh, to my other startups and uh, giving advice whenever it's, I, I like to say that I don't want to push my ideas on anyone too much, but if they are interested in my opinion, then I'm here to ask any, any time uh, <laughs> to grab a beer or to have a talk or to give even a, a formal advice in, in any field, which I feel capable of giving advice. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like those that are part of 
Enonic can fail faster, right? And then they also just get sort of the wisdom and guidance from people who've been there before like you. So uh, I definitely see, you know, the benefits of, of being part of uh, that community or Enonic. What I usually say actually is that we, I, I cannot really tell them what to do and what will work, but I can usually tell them a lot of things that will not work uh, and I can <laughs> save them, a, I can save them a lot of trouble. I can save them a lot of uh, unnecessary spending and, and efforts because I've seen that at this stage you are in, yeah. right? No, this is really not something that you should spend your time on. And I can give them a huge list of stuff which they shouldn't spend their time on. It makes their decisions easier in the remaining few other items and options. Well, that's that's the yeah. be, that's the greatest gift you can give them because you're giving them time, right? You're showing them this is stuff that you could waste a lot of time on, you know. And, and just pointing that out helps them to focus on you know whatever it is on stuff that's not going to work. So I wanted to ask yeah, you. Yes, indeed, we have. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And, and you know, we have only have uh, tw 24 hours, everyone has 24 hours, and it's a very limited budget. And we, there's so many things you can spend your day on, really. There's, there's a huge amount of stuff. So really finding your focus and focusing on that very few things where you can make a difference. I think that's, that's how the magic happens. If you spend your time on, I don't know, uh, dozens or hundreds of different things and just, you know, juggling with, with I, I don't know how many plates, then it will not work. And I've never yep. seen that work. So okay. really, really focus on one, one or a few things at, at a time. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't mind sharing just some high level numbers, what is the, the forecasted revenue for Optimunk for 2022? Well, the, the, the last year it was $2.5 million, uh, dollar, US dollars. We hoped to, well, to reach uh, 3.5, uh, this year. So far we are on track and then hope it will, it will, but well, it's really the very beginning of 2022. So it's, it's really early to say. Fortunately, we have a nice growth track and, uh, well, we would really like to reach, uh, $10 million in ARR in, in, uh, in the next three years. So, well, we have to hurry. <laughs> and the number of employees? It's almost 40. It's almost 40 people, 30 some people. Okay. 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 A couple of questions just to get us, allow us to know your personality better, Shaba. First question for you. What is an unusual object inside your home? An unusual object inside your home, if you have one. <laughs> Well, I, um, I'm not sure many people, but I used to be a, a pro gamer, a pro, I used to play a, a game called Starcraft very competitively before I, I founded most of my companies. And uh, I have a lot of uh, relics and, and uh, items re related to Starcraft. There's like this uh, uh, Zerg figure, I, I, I'm, not, I'm sure it doesn't say. So, so there are all, there's all kinds of creatures in this game. And I have uh, this uh, real, well, not real life, but I have these models, these this small items, which are related to this game as, uh, as just, you know, mementos and uh, <laughs> to remember. Interesting, because, you know, up. gamers nowadays can make a lot of money. There's all these tournaments. There's even universities that are offering degrees for, for gamers. That, that's, that's so bizarre. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Many, many of these gamers actually earn more money than, you know, professional 
athletes, I mean, non-e-athletes, but real <laughs> physical athletes. Uh, in my time, it, it wasn't so much about the money. It was about fun and about traveling. I traveled to this World Cyber Games. This was in South Korea three times. It was like the Olympics of esports, and I competed as the champion of Hungary. And I got beaten very badly, by the way. So I, <laughs> I, I, I cannot say that I reached some super great results, but it was really f fun. It was in my early twenties, and I, I, I learned a lot. Actually, the, uh, Toby, the the founder of Shopify, he's also a big fan of StarCraft, and he used to play it as well. And I, I read an interview with him saying that in the, in the beginning, and he, he found people starting StarCraft. So that's how he, he found his first colleagues. And, 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 and I also feel that those who, who play StarCraft, well, they have a capacity for, for, for being able to see both the strategic side of things and both the, the micro level, you know, the operational side. And then I think that the skill, the old, a lot of skills, which StarCraft taught me, it's really useful in, in building the business because it's, it's really like a big game in yeah. terms of, I have to manage the macro and the overall and the long term and the yep. strategy. And I, and I also have to focus on, on the short term and, you know, making the budget and, 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 and hitting the numbers right now. Yeah, no, I believe you. There's a, there's a book, you, there's a book you may like called Ender's Game. Have you, have you heard of that book? Ender's Game? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a yeah, movie I, too. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a big fan of reading, as you probably see, and this is only just a very small collection of our library. Yeah, I, actually, there's more than a thousand, more than a thousand books in in the company library, which is available for everyone. And actually, even since the very beginning, uh, buying books was always uh, free and unlimited for any colleague. In, within the company. So, uh, you know, we said that if you really want to learn and you are willing to read a book, well, it should be really the least thing we can do is to buy it for you. So absolutely, yeah, we are a big fan of, of reading. Yeah. I look at books as being like second degree mentors, right? You know, people always say, do you have a mentor? And a lot of people say, I have a mentor. And whenever I hear that, I always think, God, I've got so many mentors, you know, all the books that I've read and can go back to, back to countless times and read more and more about. Okay. One more question for you, Shaba, before we go, you have to fill in the blank on this one. Okay. The social elite in Hungary are paying thousands of dollars to experience Shaba's blank. The social elite in Hungary are paying thousands of dollars to experience Shabazz blink. Well, I, <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, could you give a couple of examples what uh, other people might be saying for, as an answer? <laughs> or... Well, I was thinking there's a couple of things, your gaming strategies, right? That could be one right there, <laughs> you know, your conversion optimization strategies. Maybe you're a really good cook. I don't know. You have some other hobbies that you, you're really good and not too many know about. This is something that you're not going to see on your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> well, um, actually I'm a, a big fan of healthy living. And I'm always obviously preaching about how to live well and eat well. And I have some, some people would say I have a few uh, creepy eating habits, but I would say these, they are just uh, new and, and healthy. So people wouldn't really pay, uh, 
But uh, I usually eat only one time a day, for example, only once, okay. only once. I only eat dinner. It's a very strict intermittent fasting uh, regimen and, and, and diet I'm following. And I'm also trying to follow some keto. I'm also trying to be half vegan. So there's quite some, uh, <laughs> you know, eating habits, which I'm trying to mix. But well, I, I feel that with all these uh, tactics, I am really super uh, energized throughout the day and I can really keep my, my weight in check. Yep. And it also, I, I, I had, I had some uh, physical problems with my, uh, my ankle, with my shoulders and all these problems are kind of solved uh, thanks to my, my, uh, my diet. And yeah, I really, I, I think it, it helps me in, in so many ways. And I try to convince as many people as I can and who is willing to listen. They are definitely not paying for my advice, maybe only with that, with, with, with that time. But yeah, I, I, I think there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things you can do for your health and yeah. your well-being if you are just, just, just eating well. You never know. People are going to see this interview and they're like, that guy, look how healthy he looks. I really want to know his, his dieting and eating advice. So you never know. And that's going to be an extra revenue source for you after this interview here. Shava. <laughs> Shava, thanks so much for, thanks so much for being on the show. Where where can people learn more about you and connect with you? Well, the easiest thing to connect with me is through LinkedIn. I would say it's only one Chaba Zaido uh, in the whole LinkedIn and the whole world. <laughs> uh, my name is quite, it's quite unique, quite unique. So if you, if you search for my name, you will definitely, but I, I, you can just write me an email at for chaba.zaido at optimum.com. I guess that's, uh, that's again, an e easy way to reach out. If you need any advice on, e on eating or on Starcraft or maybe on e-commerce or marketing, it just, I, I can help in, in each of these uh, fields. <laughs> what a great conversation with Shaba. There's a lot here e-commerce brands can benefit from as Shaba is an expert when it comes to conversion optimization. My favorite takeaway here is that you shouldn't try so hard to sell. Just like when you can't sleep, but you're really trying to make yourself fall asleep, it's just not going to happen. Same thing for e-commerce. It really starts and ends with helping customers, providing value, and using tools like OptiMonk that make the shopping experience more enjoyable. Another thing Shaba talked about that opened my eyes was gaming and how it helped him to be able to juggle the task at hand, as well as the overall strategy of what he is doing, something that has helped him become successful in growing two companies. I've included links from this show on the ICO website and newsletter, it's number 41, if you forgot, and if you enjoyed this topic, feel free to give us a review. And as, as always, thanks for listening. Keep hustling out there. And this is Eric signing off. Okay. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review and star rating. Also, don't forget to sign up for the ICO newsletter at innovatorscanlaugh.com where you can get the bio and details of each guest. Thanks.